Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 21 sees the Green Machine up against the St George Illawarra Dragons as they look to make amends for the disappointing loss to the Knights in Round 20. Joining me on the podcast here today from Canberra is Rosie Harrison. Hey, Ben. And joining me from Queensland again is Tom Logan, and live from the Gold Coast Hub Level 4 Protocols. Back in play, Tom. How's it all going up there? Hey, guys. No, not too bad, considering all things. Obviously, the players are locked down currently, and that just not just includes us, but also every other club that's currently here at the McHugh Resort. Uh, having said that, though, things could be a lot worse, so it's play on as usual. An amazing, um, I suppose, 24 hours up there last week in the lead into the game. Um, can you give us a bit of a, a rundown of how things went from the inside? Because from the outside externally and um, based on the amount of phone calls I was receiving from um, all the media outlets and things like that, it was uh, quite a bit of confusion right until the last minute. Um, we didn't really know what was going on until um, late on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy uh, looking back and thinking about how how much things changed in the space of a day. I, I woke up just, you know, expect getting ready, getting all the gear ready to head out to Suncorp later that afternoon. And, um, you know, I, th- I think I went for a, a walk to get a coffee or something. And then when I came back, chaos was just unfolding left, right and centre. Everyone was just saying, you know, Queensland's going into lockdown and the game might be moved. And, you know, there were rumours flying around that there was a there was a bus outside, I believe, uh, that was on standby to take us to Townsville. Uh, <laughs> Who knows what was going on? But to be honest, you could probably write a book about what happened uh, on Saturday, but it was all chaos, and I'm just glad that, that we were able to play some footy in the end. Yeah, unfortunately, not the result uh, that we were looking for. We'll have a look at the review of that match against the Knights uh, shortly. We'll also catch up with our special guest this week, and I'm looking forward to this one, Charles Nickel Klukstar, who's joined the team up there on the Gold Coast, and we will preview the Raiders and the Dragons. But first of all, let's go around the horn. Yeah, let's have a look at the news uh, making headlines this week at Raiders uh, HQ uh, and I suppose the Gold Coast HQ as well with the team up there based there at the moment. Uh, Tom, the first one, Elijah Anderson set to make his NRL debut. Um, Talk us through the moment where he was told uh, at training this week that he would be playing uh, on Friday night. Yeah, so the team was obviously working through their, obviously, uh, their sets and, you know, preparing for the game on Friday night. And then I saw Elijah pop in into a few sets of attack and he slotted in onto the wing there, which was which is his position. And uh, at the end of it, I think the team just got into a huddle and I was sort of walking over towards the team huddle when, when it all ensued. And I, I just heard the words rated three, seven, eight. Uh, and then next thing I know, everyone just started jumping around Elijah and it was a, it was a pretty cool moment actually. Uh, but it would have been. I wish I was there to capture it, but uh, it was. Um, it all just happened so quickly, and uh, it, no doubt it would have been a great moment for the young fella. Rosie, you've uh, had the opportunity to watch uh, Elijah in the uh, New South Wales Cup, and he was uh, so close 
Um, ironically, against the Dragons, um, at, at this time uh, a few weeks back, we had um, almost an identical situation um, where uh, Xavier Savage found himself uh, coming onto the ground um, at that in that uh, match against the Dragons. Um, I think the week or two before that, Elijah Anderson was also uh, almost thrown into the game for a similar situation. So he has the opportunity now to make his actual debut. Yeah, it's such a great opportunity for him, and I'm sure he'll do a great job. He's um yeah been playing New South Wales Cup this year, and he's been doing a great job there. So it's a good step up for him, and um yeah, really excited to see him play. Yeah, he's a young guy uh, who's come down to us from North Queensland. One of those guys that. Uh, Peter Mulholland uh, identified as a, as a special young talent and he came down here this year and he's playing some really good football uh, at that cup level, Tom, but obviously with the closure of the competition, he was one of those guys that didn't really have an avenue to play football, but by all accounts, he's been training really hard up there and, and obviously doing enough to, to get himself a position in the team this week. I'm stoked for Elijah. I think it's it's great reward for him that he's been working so hard, obviously, Uh you, you kind of sense that his debut was not far around the corner. He he has been knocking on the door for quite some time. Uh, we know, obviously, all three of us have been able to watch him a bit more closely than, than others. He's he's quite a, for me, he's quite a, a strong athlete. He's very quick and, and very well built. And he, he's got that typical modern day winger build. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what he can do. Yeah, he's one of the, a few changes to the team this week. Um, because uh, of injury, uh, we see him come onto the wing and Matt Tomoko start. Uh, sorry, he'll come onto the bench. Sorry, and Matt Tomoko will start the game uh, in the centres. Uh, so Elijah will get an opportunity, hopefully at some stage, to come in, uh, maybe onto the wing and, and push somebody, maybe like a Semi Valame or even um, a Harley Smith Shield into the middle of the field. Uh, we've also had a couple of changes. Uh, to the forwards this weekend with uh, Corey Hadawira Nida being pushed back to the bench, Hudson Young um, starting in the second row, and great to see Tom uh, Ryan Sutton back in the side this week as well. I thought we really missed Sutto in the, in the match against the Knights. I think he's he's been alongside Hadawira Nida. He's been one of our arguably best players throughout the season, so I can't wait to see Sutto back in that team. I, I think he brings a lot to us in that lock position. Uh, and I, th- I think it'll be a bit of a confidence booster for the team, especially off the back of last week's result. Yeah, we'll run through the rest of the team uh, later on as we preview the match against the Dragons on Friday night. Uh, Rosie, an update on Queensland. It's just come through that the the games will go ahead as scheduled. The only thing that they're waiting on at the time of recording this podcast is the venue allocation. So uh, the game will still be at Friday at 6pm, but we're waiting for the uh, the ground allocation. So at the moment, it could be either at Seabus uh, Super Stadium or at Suncorp. Really, it doesn't make too much of a difference, just a little bit of travel time. Yeah, the NRL have done an amazing job to get these games happening. Like, they're amazing to do it last week and then again this week. Um, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't really matter which one, but um, yeah, just keen to get the game going. Tom, you weren't able to travel to the game last week because of the restricted amount of staff available to go to the game. You watched it uh, with the rest of the playing group uh, and the coaching staff. What was that experience like? Very unusual. There was quite a lot of staff that didn't that weren't able to because obviously there was a number, a limit that the NRL and the Queensland government had imposed on each club and it was it was very strange uh obviously from the from kickoff it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest feeling because we as we know we didn't get off to the best start against the knights but definitely in a weird and unusual experience and i say that about i feel like i'm saying that most weeks but uh just when you when you think things can't get any more stranger it, it, somehow there seems to be a way for that to happen 
Yeah, let's have a look now at that Knights match. Uh, I'm sure we won't spend too much time on it, but let's uh, see what happened up there last uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, the Knights 34-24 to 24 up there uh, uh, at Brisbane on Sunday after that disrupted preparation into the game. Um, they came up against the Newcastle side that really turned up to play Rosie and we were on the back foot early. Uh, three quick tries to Newcastle all down that right edge and... Uh, uh, the game was always going to be really hard to get back into from there. Yeah, the Knights just started really well that game. They just came firing out of the blocks and, yeah, scored quick, three quick tries to get up 18-0 after I think it was 20 minutes. So, yeah, uh, when the Knights go and do that, it's always hard to come back in from that. Um, but they did a good job in the second half. But, yeah, that quick start we definitely need to work on again this week. Tom, uh, in terms of that slow start, um, has there been much discussion amongst the group so far this week on how they can address that? Because against the Eels uh, the week before, they were so positive, uh, particularly in their defence uh, in the early part of the game and were able to maintain that throughout. Without giving, without giving too much away from what's been said inside the uh, closed walls and the inner sanctum, I do believe that's been quite a, a big talking point uh, in the review of last week's game and and what and what they're really looking to rectify heading into Friday night, they definitely they definitely don't want to repeat that slow start that they had against the Newcastle Knights, and they'll, they'll be looking forward to to get on the front foot against the Dragons very early on. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge key um, for this weekend. They can't afford to let the Dragons get out to a lead. Yeah, the edge defence, Tom. Um, was something that we obviously need to work on. And it wasn't just the right edge. There was also some occasions that the left edge um, uh, struggled a little bit on the weekend. And, and no doubt that's been a focus as well. Definitely. Uh, just coming back from the training uh, ground in Chugan there earlier today, defence was definitely a, quite a big focus for the team uh, out there on the paddock. They spent quite a lot of time uh, really sort of fo- focusing on on rectifying their, def- their defensive uh, issues that arose from the weekend and uh, they, they were looking the team was looking very very good in that regard and you know they, they were really keen to, to obviously make amends and the energy and morale since the defeat has been has been very strong and positive yeah that's good to hear uh, Rosie a silver lining in an otherwise disappointing afternoon was uh, Jared Croker obviously that first conversion of the day pushed him past Jonathan Thurston uh, to become the third all-time point scorer in the NRL. That's just an amazing achievement for a guy who's 30 years old and um, hasn't, you know, reached uh, 300 games yet. Yeah, it's just an amazing achievement by Jared and everyone at the club's really proud of him. And um, yeah, it's just an, an astonishing achievement. Yeah, wonderful to see Jared reach that milestone and hopefully plenty more points to come in his career. Time now to catch up with our special guest this week, Charles Nickel Clookstar. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Well, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is Chan's Nickel Klukstar. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to see you not only um, back uh, in Canberra, but now back up with the team on the Gold Coast. It must be really nice for you to be back around that team environment again. Yeah, it's, it's very good to be back around the boys. Um, you know, you sort of don't know what you're missing until you don't have it all the time. And, you know, that was certainly the case of being around the boys. Mate, you've had a, a fairly um, disrupted year, obviously, and, and a quite a scary one too, with that neck injury and the and the you know um, doubt around whether you were going to have to have surgery, and then you had surgery, and then obviously the waiting game after that. How how are you travelling, and how's the process been for you? 
Yeah, it's it's um it's going pretty good. Uh, thank you very much. You know, it's been a bit of a journey. You know, when we first got to the tunnel, it was, it was quite a long tunnel. We s- certainly weren't very sure how things were going to play out. And, um, you know, for myself and, you know, the circle around me, it's just been taking things as they come. And um, as you said, we weren't too sure if we were going to have surgery and then we had surgery and then it's been that recovery process. And, um, yeah, I've, I've had a really good team around me and, um, the circle and people around me has, has been re- really important. So um, it's helped me get through that. And uh, we're sort of in, at the end of the tunnel now. How is the the injury itself? Uh, obviously, you, you're back um, with training with the team, doing modified training and, and, and trying to prepare yourself as best you can. How's it all traveling? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, I've been sort of running on my own and doing my own sort of training um, which has been good because, you know, that meant no one seen that I was struggling a little bit when I first started running, except for you guys there at HQ. But, um, yeah, it's going really well. Thank you. First team session um, post-surgery. So, um, you know, really, really big box tick. Then, uh, man, like I said, you sort of don't know what you're missing until you get there. And um, definitely miss being around the boys and, um, you know, being a – I guess a professional athlete, that's definitely a blessing. And yeah, like I said, sort of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel was a long one and, um, you know, it's really good to be at the back end of it. You had your challenges early on in your career, obviously, um, at the Warriors being stuck behind uh, Roger and then getting the opportunity in Canberra and then things really escalated for you and you had those, you know, two wonderful seasons. And uh, then with this injury, uh, what was the comparison between the two situations? One when you were trying to break in and one now that you're coming back from injury. Do you, is it a different mindset that you have to carry uh, when you're dealing with both of those situations? Yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, there was a, a fair bit of similarities in, in both instances where, um, you know, the setbacks and that were quite challenging. challenging. I'd, I'd probably definitely say the um, breaking into sort of, you know, the NRL scene was probably a bit harder. You know, you should have uh, sort of weren't aware on where you stood and, um, you know, the coaching staff here and, you know, head coach and all the boys here have definitely helped with the process on being away from footy. And, um, you know, it's just been a step-by-step thing for myself and um, for the people around me. And uh, I'm really grateful to to be able to be in a position um, you know, where I'm back training with the team and, you know, my body's feeling fine. I'm, I'm finally over the mountain with the fitness stuff. Um, yeah, and, and, and my neck is, is really good too. So um, big shout out to uh, Dr. Richard Parkinson. He, he's done a really good job there and uh, all the team at um, Prince of Wales Hospital. Before we move away from the injury, um, you've obviously been uh, ruled out for the season, but is there part of you that, that wants to get back and, and play some part um, before it all comes to an end this year? Yeah, 100%. That's, that's um, you know, that's sort of the, the light at the end of the tunnel for me. Um, you know, as we already touched on, it's been a long one and, um, you know, there's definitely something to grab for. So we're going to be, you know, training as hard as we can and, you know, giving ourselves every opportunity to be able to um, put our hand up come, you know, hopefully in a few weeks or, you know, see what happens. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm just training as hard as I can, making sure I can control what I can can control and, um, yeah, going from there. You had to quarantine uh, with the players' families uh, for a couple of weeks and um, you have uh, took on some babysitting duties, I've heard, and, and looked after some kids uh, while you had the opportunity to be in there and, and now you're in with the team. Um, how's it all going now that you've uh, sort of moved into the hub? 
yeah, the hub's um, been really good. Um, obviously, you know, as you touched on being with the families and, you know, being around all the kids and that, it was, it was definitely nice, nice to be around, especially, um, you know, with my two boys being back home right now um, and having spent that time that I did with them, it was really nice to be able to connect with other kids and, you know, just really see them with their families and especially see them connect with the boys when they got reunited too. You know, these, there's nothing better in this world than, you know, being a dad in my opinion and, you know, to see that love from their children to their dad and from the boys to their children as well. It's, it was really special, but really enjoying being around the boys, um, you know, getting used to what they've had to endure the last two weeks and, yeah, we're just taking everything as it comes. Obviously, the team um, would have been pretty disappointed with the performance against the Knights. How have things been early uh, this week as we get ready for the Dragons? Yeah, obviously very disappointed. You know, we had to work through, you know, review and uh, what that looked like for us and what we can take away from those things. But, you know, it's, it's never really a loss. It's a, it's a learning curve and uh, definitely was that for us. Uh, the boys are in good stead you know i had a really good training session today and uh the vibes are, are pretty positive so looking for a good game this weekend you haven't been on your own when it comes to injuries in the fullback position this year i think uh we're on to our fifth fullback jordan rapana but um, isn't he doing a wonderful job back there the old fella um playing some really good footy uh, at fullback and he although he copped a fair bit of punishment um from the knights last weekend he was just one of the standouts in a, in a beaten side yeah, he's doing a fantastic job there, Jordan. Um, you know, if there's anything that, um, you know, describes him, it's tough and that's that's all he is. Uh, whether it's with his carries or his defence or the way that he just motivates the boys, he's he's such a player in, in his own right. And, um, you know, getting fit is one thing and, you know, getting up for position over him is another thing. So he's doing a really good job and I love seeing him play his best footy. Yeah, he's uh, in some pretty good form at the moment. Uh, now, you mentioned the fact that you got to spend some time with your boys, which um, is absolutely priceless for any parent, uh, particularly in your situation. But some other personal news for you um, during this period, you actually got engaged as well. That must have been a pretty exciting thing for you. We saw some photos on your Instagram and, um, I mean, that's a special moment in anyone's life. Yeah, 100%. It was, um, you know, spending time with the boys was definitely the silver lining in my injury and to be able to... Um, you know, dust off the knee and, you know, pop a question to someone that I feel is, you know, one of the best people that's come into my life. It's it's pretty special. So um, to be able to honour her with that and um, honour both of us as well moving forward, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. And, um, yeah, looking forward to what life is uh, post-wedding and, you know, life with her and all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, she's definitely been, you know, someone that I can turn to through uh, this this long, really long tunnel. So, She's definitely been there for me and really grateful for her. What was more nerve-wracking, running onto the field for a, a grand final or getting down on one knee and proposing? <laughs> oh, man, straight after I did it, we jumped in the car and I was like, I'd rather play two grand finals than do that again. <laughs> uh, so we had a really good giggle. Um, you know, she was really, really stoked with how everything turned out. And, um, yeah, we, we're both looking forward to uh, life together. Well, mate, congratulations uh, on behalf of the Raiders family on the engagement uh, and great to see you back in camp. It's been uh, a pleasure talking to you day, today and uh, we wish you all the best in your recovery. Uh, cheers, bro. Appreciate it. There he is, Chance Nickel Clookstar. Great to have him uh, on the podcast and great to see his positive attitude as he continues to come back from that neck injury. Uh, there's no doubt, uh, Rosie, that we've missed him uh, at the back this season, we've had five fullbacks and 
um, and a wretched run with injury um, at the back of the field. So, you know, a fit and firing Charles Nickel Cook star in, in 2022 is an exciting proposition. Yeah, I'm already excited to see him next year. He's such an amazing player. But, yeah, but we've done well to um, field a few fullbacks this year and they've all done a great job. But, yeah, looking forward to getting Charles back next year. Yeah, wonderful to see him in good spirits up there on the Gold Coast. Tom, you've spent some time with him over the past couple of weeks as you guys were in uh, quarantine together. Um, no doubt you guys uh, have learned a little bit more about each other. Yeah, he's 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 become my uh, he's become my coffee coffee partner. Uh, we sort of started this ritual at about two o'clock every afternoon, where we would go for a stroll uh, down Surface Paradise just to get some fresh air and sun, and have a coffee and sit down and try and solve a few of the world's problems together. But he's in great spirits. He's he's actually looking in pretty good condition. Actually, he's he's very he's very positive. Um, he's very. He, he's he's been work. He's been, he's actually been doing quite a lot of uh, work on his fitness behind the scenes, which not many people would probably get to see. So, but I guess that's just really a testament to his character and professionalism as a player. Yeah, wonderful to see him back, and uh, can't wait to see him on the field. Round twenty one sees the Raiders up against the Dragons, six p.m. on Friday. As I mentioned earlier, at the time of recording this podcast, waiting for that venue to be confirmed. Uh, most likely, those Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, the Raiders made a few changes, as we've discussed earlier in the podcast, with Elijah Anderson coming onto the bench to make his NRL debut. Uh, Matt Tomoko replaces the injured Seb Chris. He'll miss a week with a. Uh, a concussion, obviously, with a short turnaround. Uh, just wasn't able to get himself right for that. Um, so hopefully he'll be back uh, in line for selection next week. Ryan Sutton comes back into the team at lock. Uh, and uh, he's he started there the last couple of weeks anyway, Tom, but Joe Tarpany named uh, up in the front row with uh, Josh Papali'i. Um, those two starting the game gives us that um, sort of skill, power and class in the middle of the field. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the combination of Taps and Papa starting is going to be. That's that, that's a that's a a middle combination to, to send shivers down any opposition spine. I think this has some serious destructive potential about it. It's uh, obviously we know what both players can do, so uh, it's just a question of you know really sort of getting on the front foot early against the Dragons and really getting getting that strong start uh, that we didn't get against the Knights and having these two players start is definitely the way to go about that, I believe. We touched on it earlier, but the, the inclusion of Ryan Sutton, who I think's been um, one of, if not the Raiders' best forwards, uh, most consistent forwards all season, Rosie, is, is a huge one. And to have him back in the middle um, and playing... Uh, alongside uh, Jay Tarpany and, and Josh Papali'i. I mean, that's a huge positive for us. And he just brings that experience to the side as well and the ability to, you know, defend well in the middle. So, yeah, he's a big inclusion for the side in that forward pack. Yeah, that means that uh, Hudson Young has been shifted back into the second row, Tom, and Corey Hadawita-Nida um, probably had one of his quieter games on the weekend, uh, didn't, couldn't really get himself involved that much, and, uh, and uh, uh, Ricky's decided to give Hudson uh, an opportunity back on the edge as well. No doubt Corey will be feeling a, a bit disappointed and very, very keen to, to, rec, to obviously go out there and put in another strong performance after probably having a, an off day by his standards against the Knights. But I, I really like the, the, the move of uh, putting Hudson back on into the second row. I, I think that's where his best position is. Um, and obviously we don't lose anything with having Corey on the bench because we, we know how much of a good player he is. So uh, I, I really like this and hopefully... You know, this is the way to securing the points against the Dragons. 
Yeah, the Dragons side uh, will be without a few players. Obviously, Ben Hunt has been ruled out uh, with a broken arm. Uh, Terrell Fuimayono uh, will miss a week through suspension. And I think, Rosie, um, Josh Kerr and Gerard Beale, uh, part of the guys involved in the COVID breach, are, are still uh, missing this week. That that will end, bring the end to the players that, that have served their uh, match suspension for that. So, um, I mean, there should be no excuses for us this week. Um, we, we should be... Um, if we're if we're serious about you know pushing hard to make the eight at the end of the year, we have to win this game. Yeah, it's such a big game. There's all these teams on 18 points, uh, Dragons and Raiders amongst them. So they really need the Raiders really need to win um, to get you know further into their finals. So yeah, it's a big game. Looking at the matchups, Tom, you've gone for the experienced back rowers this week. Uh, uh, Tarek Sims up against Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty big battle for me. Tarek Sims' role for the Dragons is now more as crucial than ever with uh, obviously Ben Hunt uh, out for the next few weeks. Uh, and we, we know how much Elliot brings to us in terms of quality and uh, leadership and, and I guess the, the standards that he sets on the training field and on the playing field as well. So I, I think in this matchup, you've got both very experienced, uh, but also two players that very much lead by their actions. And, uh, you know, if, depending on how this go, result goes, will have a big factor on whether or not which of these players really sort of steps up to the occasion. Rosie, you've gone for Jack Bird, who's playing fullback this weekend in a bit of a surprise selection from uh, Anthony Griffin uh, up against Jordan Rapiner, who got um, absolutely whacked around the head a few times on the weekend, but it was just so strong for us. And I thought his performance again at fullback on the weekend was just, you know, testament to the player that he is. Yeah, Rapana's done an outstanding job at fullback and he just brings that experience to the back there. Um, and then, yeah, Jack Bird, it's interesting to see him at fullback. He's been playing uh, centre and second row a bit this year, but his experience as well, um, So and he, they're just both big bodies and that, so they'll both do a great job, um, but hopefully Rapana gets, gets a better job done. I've gone for the experience uh, in the middle part of the field, Josh Hodgson up against Andrew McCulloch. Uh, McCulloch um, came to the, the, the Dragons this weekend after you know, a stint with the Knights, Last year where he was ruled out with a, uh, an ACL injury and went back to Brisbane uh, and now he's back uh, down at the Dragons. So uh, I think he's a really pivotal part of their attack, particularly with no Ben Hunt uh, and Josh Hodgson. Um, I, I love what he does to start the game, but I, I love what he does even more when he comes onto the field, Tom, and, and plays that link role, um, which allows Tom Starling to come into the game. Same here, Benny. I, I'm a huge fan of that. I, I love seeing Hodge at lock. I just feel like it gives it gives us a bit of an extra creative outlet, especially in attack. And it obviously it allows Tom Starling to, to come into the game and and really sort of run at those tiring opposition forward packs. And we know that the Dragons obviously have a big pack as well. So uh, I, I really see that being quite a crucial uh, area for our success as well. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting game. Friday night, 6pm, Raiders and the Dragons. Uh, you'll be able to catch it on uh, Fox Sports and KO. Mm. All right, podcast prediction time. And uh, it's been fairly disappointing again last week, not only the result on the field, but our predictions as well. Uh, Rosie, uh, on behalf of the players, went for a Jack Whiten try, which uh, was unsuccessful. Uh, I've... Uh, Went one for a try for Jerry Croker. He couldn't get over the line. And Tom, you had Sebastian Cruz, who obviously um, came off with that concussion. So let's uh, let's all try again this week and try and hopefully uh, predict some things that will happen and help the Raiders get the win. Tom? 
I've just got a feeling that this weekend's got a bit of a, a fairy tale factor about it. So I'm going to go with Elijah coming coming from the bench and scoring a try on his debut. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many minutes he gets in this game, depending on the situation, uh, whether we have any injuries in the outside backs. It's going to be one of those ones where um, he could come on early or he could be like a Brad Schneider that doesn't debut till a few minutes left in the game. So, look, I hope he gets on and I hope he scores a try. That's for sure. Rosie? Yeah, I'm going to go a Matt Tomoko try. I think he just brings so much energy to the side and he'll get through. Yeah, I'm going to go for Tom Starling to score. I just got a feeling that uh, those Dragons forwards around the middle um, have shown over the past few weeks that they can get a bit loose and a bit tired um, either side of half time. So I think Tom Starling uh, will come on and, and exploit that weakness this week. Uh, Rosie, thanks very much for joining us this week. Uh, it was great to, to go through the week and uh, um, hopefully we can see the Raiders get a win over the Dragons, your uh, second favourite team. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, um, up there on the Gold Coast, uh, keep doing a good job. Uh, and thanks for giving us some time and some insights into what's been happening this week. Thanks, guys. I've just got to go get my daily COVID test. Yeah, sounds like a real fun thing to happen. Um, thanks for joining us on, on, on the podcast this week. It's been a pleasure to have you as always, and hopefully we can talk about a positive win against the Dragons next week. Catch you next time.